This is the Canadian crusher, AJ Sanchez, and uh, you are listening to WPOV Wrestling. Wrestling POV, global black and yellow brand. It's your point of view on the global stand. From north to south to east to west, they got you covered like a blanket, but I digress from elite elite to the hot topic. AEW Impact New Japan, they got it. Have you laughing so hard? Have your belly aching? Hurt any different? I'm sure you're mistaken. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me, my regular crew of crazies, and it seems like we have picked up a fourth wheel along the way. First of all, I want to introduce my co-host for today, the gentleman, Elio Canella. Elio? It's great to be here. Hi, how was your week, brother? My week was great. Yeah, lots of good wrestling. I mean, we got crazy amounts of wrestling coming across the wire in this, this week. This week, this whole week is going to be crazy with WrestleMania oh. week. Oh. All right, you take your steroids? Are you all ready? I'm all ready. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Horse tranquilizer is all right. I'm all set. <laughs> all right. Uh, we also have uh, the Lone Wolf, Andy Anderson. Pleasure Welcome aboard, Andy. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing, brother? You have yourself a good week? Uh, you know, here in Alberta with uh, more restrictions kicking in, so I oh, lost the gym, so that sucks. Yeah. And uh, Again, yeah. they, closed, they closed them again? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you, you guys are going into full lockdown, right? Yeah. We're, no, we're already. Yeah, you're, they're, you're they're, even doing even, they're doing even more, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. even worse. As so. soon as I saw that they were closing the gym, the first thing I thought of was you, Andy. And you know why? Did, Honestly, why, why would oh, I think well. of you first? Uh, because you know I like to lift. <laughs> oh, no, no, I just wanted you to explain what the word gym meant. I had no fucking clue. Because right. <laughs> I, anyhow. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a guy that I actually going to rename his bathroom gym so every morning he can say, yeah, I go to the gym every morning right after I wake up. And twice at night. <laughs> I'm an old man. <laughs> and, and you see what, now I'm going to introduce uh, our fourth person here and, and if you'll notice i introduced the third person and this was a pretty easy repartee hey how's it going blah 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 however as i introduced the fourth person i have to remind him that we are professionals and that we don't need to spend time pettily fighting with other co-hosts over silly points games and threatening things so first of all i would like to welcome hopefully the professional fourth wheel for today rick serrano Behave yourself, the third. Rick, nice to see you. Usa, yes. <laughs> Namaste, my people. Yeah, unfortunately, I you're going to stay. Yeah, unfortunately. I am. Oh, yeah, you want to go, Andy? We can go right now. The only place you guys should go is to a movie to work the stuff out. Oh, wait, everything's closed down. <laughs> I'm just saying, Elio started recording and catches me off guard. That's not fair. A whole promo in there without me knowing. I'm looking stupid. I see how it is, Elio. Hey, don't worry. Don't worry. You don't need to prepare. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, I, I'm neutral. Oh, hey, yeah. We're Canadians. We're just trying to have a little fun. <laughs> one day. You guys will work this stuff out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess Rick, you will work. After I win. <laughs> yeah. I am so curious to see what's going to happen if you lose. All right. <laughs> oh. Things will be you know rough. Just Maybe like I might that. sneak just in like for the, the win. That, you know what? 
Elio, and that's even even talking to uh, Big Bad Boris, and he's like, yeah, he says, uh, you guys better like uh, flash me the thing for the points game, so I'm going to sneak in and beat both you guys. Oh, <laughs> oh he's going to turn on you, Rick. Yeah. He's going to turn. Never trust a Canadian named Big Bad Boris. Yeah. <laughs> Never trust anybody who has to put bad in their name or big. I mean, seriously. He is bad. <laughs> And he's big. When his, middle, when his middle name is bad, I mean, come on. <laughs> Damn it. Instead of no one. If it's any consolation, his third, second middle name is Eustace. So he's big, bad Eustace. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, guys, you know what? Uh, Rick, how was your week, brother? I got to ask you. Uh, it's actually been really good. Um, thank you for asking. Um, I'm, this is going to be a tough week. You know, we got NXT. We, got, we had a lot of WrestleMania coming up. NXT UK, AEW. It's just one of those weeks where you just like, thank God I'm a wrestling fan, but damn, it sucks to be a podcaster because <laughs> we got so many shows. True. But you know what? Uh, let's face it. Uh, two years ago, this would be a hell of a lot more wrestling, even more so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Indie <laughs> shows and all that stuff. Ring yeah. of Honor, MLW, everything. Yeah. Well, even WrestleMania being its usual like, like 12 hour, eight hours, marathon hours. or something like that. <laughs> so at least it's broken up. You can get a nap between them. I will That's throw true. out, though. I will throw out, Did you guys catch any of the Hall of Fame ceremony? Yes, yeah, no, so I started watching it. Yeah? Yep. What do you think? It was pretty cool. I I enjoyed the setup. The way Why? everything you... was done. Uh, they, yeah. I started watching, then I stopped uh, after the British Bulldog induction. Okay. Well, at least you watched the important one. Uh, how about Andy? Why don't you give us a quick recap of the stuff that you got out of that? Because I didn't get to see it yet. Uh, well, you know what? I asked Rick, so how about we'll uh, we'll do Rick next, and then we'll save yeah. the best for last. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. So then you go, Andy. <laughs> oh, I already told <laughs> you. To go. The, the joke All right. doesn't work when I already no, told yeah, you to go. Yeah. No. Okay. Fine. Fine. No, I think the format actually works really well. Um, I like this. It, they kept them at a short. It was no Mister T going on for twenty five <laughs> minutes. Everybody had five to ten minutes. It was a good amount of time. Uh, I thought British Bulldog was really nice. I lo- love seeing the whole family there out there. They have the dog out there. It was really cool to see that. Um, I, I really thought it was really special, and it just showed – if the fans were there, obviously it would be a lot better. But the, the time restrictions, whew, much better, much better. Okay. Now, I'm not usually one to get uh, bent out of shape, but if you ever make fun of Mr. T's mama again, I swear, Rick. <laughs> I'm ready to fool, <laughs> Andy. Um, it's it's tough, you know, to to a large degree. Maybe just watching this year, I, I kind of agree with Rick with the time constraints. Mm-hmm. In general, though, that's one of the things that I liked uh, about it in the past, and especially going back to you know maybe not so much in the past couple of years, but um, you know like 2007, 2008, where especially a lot of the older guys, because they didn't have the time constraints, you got to hear more stories, you got more personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more like the boys being the boys. And, and I really like that. You know, and I, I think back to like some of the early ones and you guys know, like I'm, you know, I love the Iron Sheik and to me, his is one of the best of all time, especially because they tried to cut him off two or three times and yeah. he just you know, kept coming back. And, and uh, Bobby, Bobby Heenan's is another one that I think is one of the best, and, you know, just for their love and appreciation, of the business and paying uh, the respects to those that have you know, influenced them and, and helped them along the way. Mm-hmm that's what I felt kind of missed this year. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, it almost seems like most of those veterans have already been inducted. So maybe the fact that, you know, they're keeping it shorter, mm-hmm. maybe they're doing us a favor. 
I, I, I got to admit, when, with this whole, uh, when they talked about keeping the thing shorter and that, I went the same route you did is, uh, and plus this thought, the thought of here's this veteran who's done so much stuff over the years, and maybe he's an older man, he hasn't been around for a while. This is his moment to shine yeah. for a minute. And it's like, it, it's like when you see a really great actor talking about something good at the Academy Awards and they play that music. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like to get the fuck off the stage music. And it's just like, it makes you mad, right? Yeah, you're going to get the idiots who are going to be, you know, best cinematographer for fucking animation. And he's spending 15 minutes talking about his best <laughs> friend or some shit. But yeah. I think it does, it, it kind of undercuts uh, this great moment that this is probably the last moment some of those guys would have yeah. in the rest yeah. of the world. So it sucks that you're like, hey, come on, get off the stage, old man. Yeah. You got to move it on. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like that idea. Don't like but that if you're like, for, it's funny because even like with the NWO, because mm-hmm. these guys have all pretty much been up there already. Yeah, a few I times. was fine with it being you know short mm-hmm. because there's not a yeah. lot for them to cover. That was yeah. short. But for you know for for Harry to cover uh, Davy Boy, even for Kane, I mean you know Kane's one of those guys now like for the longevity of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, let him talk, let him tell some stories. That's that's some some cool stuff. And I mean, um, it was good to see. I think this year how they kind of introduced more it seemed like there was like kind of more guys going into the was it like the legacy wing or whatever yeah yep. uh so that was cool so to see like steve williams going there was cool yeah uh for me brick house brown going in there brick was a friend uh mm-hmm. when i was wrestling out in tennessee he helped me get booked uh super cool you know to me always so i loved seeing him there he was a, a great heel uh solid baby face so all that stuff was good, but yeah, it's it's tough because on the one hand, yeah, you know, some of these guys, it's like you said, Tom, like, you know, yeah, keep it short. But for other guys, it's almost like, no, man, like, here, here's your moment. Yeah. How about it? Take your time. And I, and I, I'm sorry, go ahead, Rick. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll put out an invite to any Hall of Famer who wants to come on to this show right now, and you can talk for as long as you want. Yes. Just buy yes. a damn t-shirt. <laughs> Don't even buy a T-shirt. Just come on the show. Yeah. We're okay right. with and, that. And then and buy. We're not gonna re- and we're not gonna read your damn book, so you'll come on the show. So <laughs> wow. <out> wow. <laughs> no, just if that's a constriction to come on the show, I'm, I don't got time to write no books. All <laughs> right. Um, last thing, I just want to ask guys. Uh, I was very curious, though, the overall feel of not having people there. Uh, did, it, did it change it up greatly? Because in my it mind, didn't I feel the same. Okay. Yeah, the nostalgia. Like when the nostalgia hits, when these old timers come out or whatever, when these, when these people, these Hall of Famers come out, yeah. the fans, nostalgia, you're, you're just like, oh my God, they're here. And you yeah. get to feel that, that energy from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I'm kind of used to it. This, this has been yeah. a long uh, yeah. year and it's yeah. just like, I'm getting used to these things. And I, that sucks. That's the part that sucks the most is that I'm getting used to it. That's, okay. I think that's, that sums it up about right. Cause that's, yeah. It, it, it's the point now that we're kind of conditioned for it that you're not used to hearing that crowd or you just the the the, the piped in crowd noise it's just you know not even close to being the same yeah it's just not as organic and you just don't feel like that energy that passion that enthusiasm mm-hmm. and it, it's very to me i the word that comes to mind for me is it seems very sanitized yeah just yeah yeah very cold yeah yeah and, and you got to understand that those older guys to them then it also takes away all that special feeling because i mean sitting in front of a camera just talking has got to be well it's that's it's it's like you're doing a promo for for tv yeah yeah so you know like like back in the, 
yeah, not even a live promo. It's like you're doing, okay, well, we got, uh, you got to do five promos because we got five cities. So uh, for this one, you're going to do Edmonton, uh, yeah. have at her. And then you go to your promo. Yeah. True that, true that. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, we're going to move over to our first segment of the day. We're going to talk about elite or delete. That's our regular thing where we take a person who right now at this moment, as you see them on television, are they at that, are they at that point where they're elite, meaning, okay, they got the ball. Let's give it to them. Let them run for a while. They can do this. Or is it a delete in the sense like, you know what? There's a little too soon to put that much focus on them. We should maybe put them down to dark or something and work with them a little bit more. This week's elite delete QT Marshall. Okay. And uh, we're going to, I'm going to start off, go around with the guys. Uh, we'll start off with Andy. Okay. QT Marshall elite or delete. <sighs> Kind of hoping you weren't going to start with me because I wanted to hear what everybody else was going to say. Oh, I, it, it, it's I'm on the fence with this one. Uh, had this been two weeks ago, it would have been a flat out delete for me. Uh, but just with with last week's show and with tonight's uh, promo, mm -hmm. the potentials there. I liked what I saw. It was good to see some facial expression. It was good to see some emotion come out of them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, before the show started, we were kind of talking about it. I, I like that his story is like some legit backstory, gives it some credibility mm -hmm. so that people may hate him if they're very pro Cody or people might actually get behind him and say, yeah, you know what? Like, dude's right. Like, it's all about Cody and, and what mm -hmm. you're doing here is, is uh, you know, you're kind of kicking back. The timing of it, here's my, my, my two things. The timing of it, if, if Cody's actually gone, is one thing because now what like that was kind of like your main foil right off the get-go and and second there's just so much going on right now that's kind of already started already a little bit developed yep do you want to throw something out? like it's just almost to me like throwing too much stuff at the wall to see what sticks like you're not giving you're not even giving it a chance to see if it sticks you're just like throwing it Boom, it hits the wall. Okay, let's see what we got next. You know, you bend down, you pick up the next one <laughs> before you even, you know, before you even see if it's going to fall or yeah. if it's going to stick. So I, I'm going to say, and, and especially because actually what you said about, uh, you know, delete, if we send them down to dark or something, mm -hmm. I'm going to say delete, mm -hmm. just more so for a holding pattern, mm -hmm. because I want them to go and dominate on dark elevation. Now it sucks because it doesn't get a lot of exposure. I mean, we talk about that on a regular basis. They're like, I don't watch the show. You watch the show. Elio's the only one that watches the show. <laughs> but, I, you know, let's have them dominate there. Let's show some highlights, show some packages over the coming weeks of them dominating, of them being dastardly, mm -hmm. you know, and then build them up that way. And, and, Maybe something will hit from there. So it it's a very difficult delete for me. Is mm. there anyone who's Cody backers anymore? Anyways, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> and when you say the word dastardly, you have to grow a big Peter Avalon mustache. And anyways, uh, <laughs> Elio, um, delete. With delete. Okay. Because when I started watching, started seeing this guy on AEW, mm -hmm. I just didn't see anything there. No character, no personality. He was just. There's the boring uh, watching ring. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm gonna go with delete. So like after tonight uh, we're gonna we'll see what happens with this new fashion, but yeah, I'm gonna say delete. And and, and that tracksuit he wore didn't win you over? 
Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> you wear that stupid ass tracksuit every day. <laughs> nope. All right. So, like Andy said, two weeks ago, one thousand percent delete this mofo. You know, for sure. But then something happened last week, and after I watched AEW, I was like, you know what? QT has piqued my interest. And then something else happened. I was at a friend's house and I was watching the movie Rampage with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I saw an FBI agent and I said, that's QT Marshall. And all of a sudden, I went online and onto the Google machine and I said, QT Marshall Rampage. And sure enough, he's in the freaking movie what? Rampage as an FBI agent. Yes. Is he the guy who so bores said, Carl? Wow. Is he the one who bores the monkey to sleep? Wow. So exactly. Wow. So that's exactly what I was thinking. Because he walked in as an FBI agent with a serious yeah. face and said nothing, did nothing. And I said, oh, just like his wrestling career. Oh. So then wow. <laughs> but then I watched tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh I watched on Dynamite uh yesterday, and I was just like, you know what? This guy sucks. So delete. <laughs> Wow, you sprung me on that one. Yes, I sprung all of us on that one. (laughs) I'm going to delete him because he has brought nothing to the table. His faction, on the other hand, I'm very impressed by what I saw from the British dude. I don't know his name, but he looks good. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward towards to see him. But no, delete QT as fast as possible. Okay, okay. Now, um, boy, like I said. I also got a little bit interested in his beatdown uh, on Arn last week. Yeah, the, the way he sold the reaction looks on his face was pretty damn good for an AEW wrestler who's, who they rarely know how to sell shit. But uh, he, he really had the emotion. He had the thing. I thought, whoa, okay, that's QT Marshall. And then today, <laughs> when we talk about that promo, impressive. But I, yeah, I don't want to sound mean. I don't want to sound Rick Serrano the third here. But QT Marshall has really given off the who the fuck cares vibe. Like every time he's been thrown on TV in a stupid little tracksuit, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Okay. And uh, it's like there's certain people in AEW who you know are friends of the wrestlers or their trainers. Or And I get the fact that you may respect your trainer. Your trainers or your coaches may, may give you a lot. But that doesn't mean that translates to TV. Sometimes there's a reason why you're a coach and not a mainline player. And unfortunately, QT has not shown me enough of ever being a forward player, even when he was a wrestler in ROH. I, I got to say delete, but that last little while gives me a tiny bit of hope because he out yeah. last week, he outshone a hell of a lot of people on a good program last night for just a few seconds. So that makes me think maybe there's a chance. I say delete him and, and let him have that chance. Run with it. Make this uh, faction worth something. You guys are right. Show us them doing some good stuff, solid stuff. Not like just, there's a big difference to throw these guys on TV and say they're badasses and not much happens. Go out and make them be badasses and let us see that. And then that that sells way more. So, you know, I have, I have an idea on how you can make it work. You know how yeah. Timothy Thatcher has the Thatch can, can do? Yep. And he has like the training sessions backstage. Mm-hmm. Have QT doing the training sessions backstage since he is a trainer. It would yeah. be cool to see like other people in tracksuits. I know the tracksuits suck, but just <laughs> hear me out. Yeah. If everybody's wearing like the tracksuit and you got him like, co- all right, this is how you put him down. This is how you do it. I think that will work for this faction, the factory. Yeah. I think it actually would work if you did something like that. And the only caveat I would say to that is don't go the Timothy Thatcher route of, 
belittling and bullying. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Exactly. Show him as a real solid coach, because then also other wrestlers and people will be like, "Oh, well, he is pretty damn good and solid." You know? Yep. That gives yep. some credit I there. Agree. So I like that idea. I like that idea. You know what? We threw that out to the fans. Uh, I'm just going to read one of the many hundreds of comments that came in here about it. Uh, Patrick Eskin says, QT Marshall sucks, and he allegedly helps format AEW, which has format issues. <laughs> Dump him. Ouch. That's a mean one there, uh, Patrick. Uh, Elio, dig into the machine and tell me uh, what the numbers are uh, for this whole uh, Elite Delete this week. So we have 43% saying elite. Well, 57% say delete. Wow. That is a very close number, really. Yeah. That, that, that is oh. surprising to me. I mean, all of us said delete here. We don't even represent the half of the people <laughs> that said elite. So. I mean, it's not even Ty Conti, 99.2%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dumb idea was that one because it wasn't me I'm gonna say that one right now <laughs> all right let's get into our first uh hot topic of the week all right the first hot topic of the week we're going to talk about and this one i think was a, another uh no-brainer slam dunk uh we talked about chris statlander who you know what uh nine months ago before she got uh injured she was on such a great tear uh, basically, we all thought she was really being groomed to be the world champion. I mean, she was the most dominant woman. She had appeal to her that was very organic. She wasn't someone that they rammed down her throats or tried to introduce her as something or tell us she was something. She came out, if you guys remember, uh, she was just another girl in the beginning who just each week proved that she was much more interesting, much better of a wrestler. Uh, she just worked her way up that people legitimately felt that presence it wasn't like oh here's jeff jarrett he's the world champion worship him you know like it was like she worked hard to do you know and uh and it shows so she gets injured she's gone for a while and let's face it during the whole covid thing you know we've talked about it i can honestly say that the women's division right now in AEW is a thousand times better than it was two months ago yeah okay uh, we have a lot of great wrestlers standing out. One who I didn't even think of, and after tonight's uh, show, uh, we're going to talk about that. Yet another woman wrestler made me remember, oh, yeah, that girl was this really solid wrestler. We haven't seen her fight so long, and she put on a hell of a good match tonight. And uh, we'll talk about that later. But So can Chris Statlander, now that she's back, she finds herself jumping in now into this she's jumping into a shark tank okay she left she was uh, the big fish in a small tank now she's jumping into a tank full of sharks right now there's a lot of people uh that are really they're they're making uh sheeta even look like a little suspect lots of people coming on strong can chris statlander will she make a, a legitimate difference within this division now this is a, I, I i have a feeling this is going to be a slam dunk but uh i want to start off with rick serrano the third rick can chris yeah. Statlander make and a big impact impactful presence within the women's I'm going to make your slam dunk into an air ball because honestly last week I popped huge right I was really happy for Chris Statlander being back I was like yes this is the best thing for her she's back she's going to kill the women's division and then you put her with the best friends Wow. And that just kills all my momentum. I'm just like, damn, man, why? Like, she could have been just doing this on her own, have it as a one-off, but now you have her as, oh, the best friends and an alien. Ha, 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 ha. Now she's part of that, and I don't think she's going to be separate from that, and I think that's going to be a huge problem for her career in this at this time. 
Yes, we know she can go. But unfortunately, she does not elevate this women's division right now if she's with the best friends. If she separates herself, then yes, she does. But as of right now, with the best friends, I'm going to have to say no. And that's unfortunate. Okay, Elio? Yeah, like what Rick said, um, I, I was sad to see Chris Stanley back last week. Mm-hmm. But then uh, they put it with best friends. I don't, I don't like this pairing because we know what she can do in the ring. And um, it, it's just, she's not going to – I don't think she'll make that impact if she's in this uh, in this group with the best friends. I'd rather mm-hmm. see her on her own. All right. Andy? I'm going to make this the slam dunk going the opposite direction here with uh, with the other guys. Okay. Because when I from when I first started watch or when I first started doing the global uh, shows, uh, she is I think she was already out. Yeah. So yeah. when I was watching before that was you know kind of more casual. So I I'm not really that familiar with her. Uh, I know there's a lot of build up. I know we we talked about her a lot, and it was always she was built up and how great she was, and that was cool. I mean I trust you guys on that one. I'm not doubting that. But uh, as soon as Rick started saying it, it was like, yeah, you know, the best friends to me, it almost, it almost feels like the closest comparison I'll give is it's like, okay, we got Miro coming in now. Okay. This is awesome. Miro's going to dominate. <laughs> yep. We're going to put him in an angle with the best friends. Oh. And it's like, here's like, okay, Chris Stalliner, like super cool. You know what? Like, like Rick said, the way like, she came back, she popped out of that. I, I mean, you know, again, and I don't really know her, but just the way she popped, like literally popped out of the machine. Yeah, I popped. <laughs> the alien good. claw machine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The alien. So I, you know, yeah. I popped for that. But, uh, you know, to kind of fast forward, you know, and we'll get to it, like to see her this week to be with the best friends. It's like, why? Like, there, <laughs> I, I, I don't like you have so many other women. I'm sure you could have picked someone that could have, you know, that would have been something for them to work on is if they don't have any much character is let them be a best friends character, like a female version of the, you know, not necessarily Orange yeah. Cassidy, but however you, you know, she likes riding in mom's minivan or whatever. I don't know, but whatever you make as a, a minivan, a, a, a yeah. best friends, female character, mm-hmm. that's somebody that that's something that you give an opportunity to one of these other women and say, look, like you're up and coming. We need to give you a character. We want you to work on this. Mm-hmm. Chris Statlander, you know, she's got the, she's got that gimmick already. She doesn't need to be with the best friends. She doesn't need to be a, a you know a best friend gimmick. She's already got a gimmick, and from what you guys tell me, she's already an awesome worker. So, you know, it almost sounds like you know the best friends need her more than she needs the best friends. So that's why, to me, I, I I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, I don't think she's gonna. I think she's gonna get bogged down. Okay. Now I am gonna go the exact opposite route of you guys because you guys are for not noticing the the writing on the wall right now in AEW. The writing on the wall says everyone has to be in a faction lately. There are so many damn factions. And now each faction is picking up a woman's wrestler. And these women wrestlers at times, look at, look at Bunny. She's kind of already after tonight is a bit outshining everyone in the Matt Hardy group. You have uh, uh, Taya Conte who's, who's uh, being surrounded by the dark order and she's outshining them. So it's like, it's a double boon for her to be with the best friends because one, she gets to be on TV when those idiots come out and do their crap and they always get a segment and then she gets to wrestle later on. So she's getting double exposure. She might not necessarily step into today's AEW atmosphere without being in a group like this, like without being attached to one of these uh, factions. She might get lost in the shuffle. Where do you ever see Sheeta? 
unless Sheeta is coming out to uh, defend her belt or try and save someone, she doesn't get to be in the background. So it's easy to forget when there's a bazillion people being thrown. And trust me, AEW is throwing a bazillion freaking wrestlers yeah. every episode. So I, you know what? Yeah, maybe it isn't the best fit as best friends, but you know what? It serves a double purpose. She's going to be out there, whether she's just standing in her makeup or doing whatever. She is a presence you're going to remember. And it's easier to sell her without having to make her go through a whole bunch of shit to rebuild her. Now she's got a bit of cred, even though it's not the best cred. But I mean, seriously, think about uh, think about Bunny tonight, how she shined. Think about uh, Tay Conte. Think about all these other people who are who are going into factions versus a lot of the women's wrestlers who we just seem to forget because they only get the one segment. Now she gets at least two segments when she wrestles that week. So I think she, I think it'll be it'll give her a jumping stone because she'll use that to parlay her involvement when they the factions collide because she'll have to take the girl out or whatever. And I think that will give her a little more stronger momentum to go to the top and make a move. Quick question that's not directly yes. related. Just because yeah. we're talking about Tay Conte kind of yeah. uh, with the Dark Order. Yeah. Didn't they have another girl in the Dark Order? She's hurt. And yeah. she's hurt. She's Anna Anna Jay. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She's out for the next yeah. what, eight, eight months with the six oh, and nine yeah. months. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I knew so, that I knew there was a girl there and I just couldn't yeah. figure out yeah. why and, that and was. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And just look at that, Andy. How awesome did that kind of work for Conte? Because she was never even part of the Dark Order. I mean, they toyed around with the story and then they dropped it. But soon yeah. as soon as Anna Jay got wiped out, boom, all of a sudden we were all supposed to forget that she never officially joined the group. And all of a sudden she's their best friends, but she's being pushed constantly yeah. out in the forefront with them. No, so, I'll, I'll, and I'll give you that. Like, that's a very valid point about the extra airtime. And I'll, I, I hope you're right. Yeah, I think just I agree. best friends, I'm kind of like, uh... and, and guys, bear in mind, uh, just like Britt Baker said today, the ratings meet absolute shit. Okay. Yep. Basically, it, it really does come down to what she said, getting recognized on TV and making people turn in. And the only way you're going to do that as a woman's wrestler right now is you've got to link up with a group that's showing regularly. As much as we may hate them or, or laugh at them or mock them, the best friends have been on every freaking episode of AEW Dynamite for the last eight months. So yeah. they're getting airtime, whether they deserve it or not. Well, hey, we've seen horrible groups where there's that one cool guy standing in the back. Looking at you, Pinnacle. Um, so <laughs> I, 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 you know, having said that, and I'll agree yes. with that, having said that, because of, and again, I'm not really familiar with her. So for yeah. as much as you guys are putting her over, then mm -hmm. I would, I would, I would right now, and, and if down the road, you know, this works out for her and you were right, I absolutely have no problem saying you were right. But I would still rather see her with some other group. Yeah. yeah. Well, best friends. I get it. Kind of, uh, I, I get it. But just yeah. remember, those dudes yep. have consistently more air. Like Miro and Saban, what do they get? Like every second thing, you know, Penelope Ford, you see her maybe every second yeah. or third yeah. episode. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're right. I just... As much as it's, you know, make the most of the time given, and I've and I've harped on and preached on that before, it's just the association for me makes me yeah. wonder. Well, let's face bad it. memories, PTSD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> face it this way: the only group that really could have shot her and given her way more exposure is she ended up with the Dark Order, right? Because those dudes have so many that pop in and out. Yeah, you know, that would have been the probably the ticket. You know, you don't want to get bogged down too much with Butcher and Blade because those. Yeah, those guys bounce around so much crap that. Mm. Yeah, bro, 
She could have been with the Dark Order. You would have given the number 55 for Area 51. 51. Oh, 51. Nice. Area 51. <laughs> yeah. Right? That, on, I like man. that. It's right there. Are you trying to it's take right away there. Booker of the Year? You know Tony Khan works so... Anyhow. He's the greatest <laughs> mind ever. <laughs> All 317 people who voted him in that. Oh, anyways. Um, <laughs> okay. Elio. Tell it. Tell it. Let's get into some numbers here, man. Uh, we have 100% saying yes, <laughs> zero saying no. Uh, there's a- 100% saying yes, except for the two, three that. of you here. <laughs> <laughs> you idiots forgot to vote. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to mess it up like a Ty, Ty Conte number and have like a nice yeah. <laughs> Be the one person who, uh, okay. So, all right. So obviously you fans have, see the worth in her and I don't think anybody in the world is going to go, oh yeah, she's with the best friends. This is a ticket to the top. No, it's not a ticket to the top, but it's a, it's a step ladder halfway up and she can start parlaying from there, I'm going to say. I guarantee there are people out there that are like, yes, she's with the best friends. All right, RGS and he rules. <laughs> oh, his song is so good. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, our next hot topic of the week. We're going to talk about uh, the trio titles. Should there be trio titles? Because it seems like that is a word being dropped on AEW every time three guys now. It's the, it's a trios thing. It legitimately started off yep. when we had uh, uh, some of the Mexican wrestlers competing in these things. But now it seems that every time three people are on AEW, they talk about the trio team. Guys, I want to know if you think that AEW should incorporate trios tag team belts. And we're going to start off with, I'm going to go start off with Andy. And I'm curious because Andy is old school in some ways like me. And I'm curious because, okay, Andy, go ahead. I'm not going to say anything else. Until okay. I, get my turn. I, again, I am torn on this. Uh, up until right before the show started, I had my, my mind definitely set. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, was there, there was only one comment on this. Is that right? Is this one? No, we had a couple. We had a couple, had a couple hundred comments. of them, but yeah. we're just going to pull out a couple. Okay, no, okay. Uh, and there was one one gentleman, and I I'm sorry off the top of my head. I think it was like the first comment. Uh, the, he's like, no, don't need a trios title. They've already screwed up all the other titles, uh, so let them you know let them fix before they they add another one. At first, I was gonna say, yep, yeah, add a trios title just because they do have a lot of six man matches or trios matches, and I think having that big of a roster with something so limited um why not do that you know at least make these you know maybe some of these six men matches can mean a little something maybe you can try a little throw a little storyline into there but already storylines are already convoluted and and they're you know they're they're there and they come back and it's a very valid point like you know even reading about they have their their t or their uh their first house show this friday and the tnt title is going to be defended on it but isn't that the TNT title, so shouldn't that, <laughs> shouldn't that be on TV on TNT? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, so, it, you know what? Because it's AEW, no, I'm gonna stick to my guns, <laughs> and I'm gonna say yes, add a trios title because at this point they're throwing everything else against the wall to see what sticks, and not giving. Mm-hmm. Maybe this one will work out. Okay. What's the worst yeah. that could happen? I mean, uh, otherwise. Okay, okay. The best the friends best win. <laughs> that is the worst thing that can happen. <laughs> All right, uh, Rick. Yeah, you know, I was 
thinking about this. I was like, trios titles, women's tag titles. Trios titles, women's tag title. Which one would I prefer to have on AEW? You know, they have a lot of fucking people. Like Andy said, they have a whole roster of people. But they use the same people over and over in different storylines. Like, what are we doing? Give other people opportunities. I think the trios titles does just that. We're going to see other people like Evil Uno and uh, all the other guys from the Dark Order get into a trios match. We'll see the Death Triangle get into a tag match. We'll get uh, Jurassic Express. You get all the Danny Limelight, the, the Varsity Blondes, all these other guys that don't we don't see much, but they're always on Dark, always on uh, Elevation. I want to see more of them. Give, give them the trios titles. Because, guys, it's it's running the, – the elite are running amok in this business right now in AEW. And adding a trios title, maybe that will pull them away from it. But then again, you'll see Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks be the first ever yeah. trios champions in AEW. So I'm kind of scared about that. But for like Andy said, fuck it. I mean, throw this against the yeah. wall. It's got to stick. Something's got to stick. Okay. So, um, yes, trios titles. Elio. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing all we've seen all these trios matches lately. Why not give them something? Add a trios title, give them give them a reason to have these trios matches that we're getting every week. Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna say no, for the very simple reason it's never worked. Every uh, NWA had it, WCW had it, WCCW had it. It's always designed where you have uh, a cool three-guy group. So they create this title. Yep. And maybe, maybe there's a secondary three-group that'll get it, right? But after that, it falls apart because nobody gives a shit about three randos uh, going together. And it always fails. I don't even know. The WWE might have had one or WWF might have had one back in the day. But it, it doesn't work. It only works in Mexico because the rules are different. Okay, it has a whole different convoluted set of rules that enables uh, that to be a thing. Okay, and it's a cultural aspect too. You know, I'm pretty sure Andy could speak of uh, Mexican wrestling. It's a cultural thing. Here, it's not. So the problem here is, I mean, the the latest iteration of this is New Japan has created uh, their six man title, which already no one gives a shit about, even though. It's been passed around a few times. It's just one of those titles where you you throw it on a three-man crew that you think is cool, and they parade around a bit, and then it just goes to shit after that because nobody cares about a three-man title, really. It just It's not like a tag team thing where you have the secreticity and the, and the partners gelling or anything like that. It becomes a convoluted uh, gimmick that you see through really quick. And at the end... Uh, as much as you want to say you make fun of Kenny Omega and uh, the Young Bucks as the champions, well, that makes a lot more sense than Danny Limelight, Wardlow, and Peter Avalon. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's 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 not a it's not a belt ever that was designed to elevate anyone, and that's the problem with it. It's a belt that only works when you put it on elevated people, and then soon as they're gone, nobody cares. And if you think I'm being mean, except for Mexican wrestling. I say Japanese and every other wrestling, look at the history of those belts. It never works. It falls apart. Boom. A couple months well, after. I'll say this, that uh, they already do this in the six-man tag matches, which JR pointed out. For, 
for you guys out there that don't know what a trios match is, it's a six man tag. And I was like, thank you, JR, because there are people out there that are like, what the hell's a trios match over here? But I did appreciate that. But I will say this I honestly think when they have these trios matches, there's already a lot of rules being broken. So why not just make it a part of AEW and just say, you know what? In the trios division, this is what's going to happen. These are the rules. And in a tag team match, you got to grab the fucking tag rope and just make it as tag team, like Mm -hmm. FTR wants it to be, as old school tag team. And these are the strict rules Mm -hmm. for tag team division fighting. And for trios, we're more relaxed. And And they'll say that. And they'll say that until them and Sean Spears become the third trios champions. (laughs) (laughs) But I I agree with Rick. But the other thing to that, though, you know, and you make some valid points, Tom, about, you know, with putting it on the group that's already elevated. And throwing Rando, you're saying you know, throwing Rando together. But as we've already pointed out, there's a lot of factions and a lot of groups already. Yeah, so right. it's not like you need to be putting Randy. You could do that once in a while for like the enhancement match or something like that. But you know, all of a sudden you've you've got the factory, you've got Matt's Hardy group, you've got mm-hmm. the Dark Order, you've got the you know, there's well- I should explain, Andy, what I mean by randos, though, is I should have been more clear about that. I don't actually, I I took that to the extreme, right? What I meant is there's very few legitimate three-man groups out there. And even if you're in a faction, I mean, take a look at, uh, uh, you just brought them up. Uh, I can't even think of it, but okay. Yeah, um, no, okay, the Dark Order, okay. Uh, In it, you may find tag teams or even the best friends. Here's a great example. The best friends, right? Occasionally, they'll have an all-out war with them, right? Yeah. But the truth is, we always see them as the best friends plus Orange Cassidy because he has his own shit going, and he's he's really an independent guy. So here's the problem is, it's designed really if you can have a three-man solid unit. And no matter even with factions and stuff, they're just mostly t- two guys at the most, you know? It, it, it never really is too many guys who are actually a three-man unit. Yes, they're in the same faction, but yeah. it's usually like a tag team and a singles guy who are in the faction or stuff like that. And I say that's why it doesn't work like that because it's just not the same. And, and Rick, you pointed out the thing that always bugged me since I was yeah. a freaking teenager, okay? And there was the six-man belts. I'm like, okay, so if you're a tag team, you're the tag team champions. But if three of you are a team, you're the six man. How did that happen? Why are you not the three man champions? Or you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. How did it be the six man champion? That's why it's a teenager. Now we call it right. Yes, they had it right, and, and I, I think it's funny though. You're right. Most people go, I don't get it. What does the trios mean? <laughs> but I would say this: um, uh, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Ten. That's a yeah. solid three right there. I would love to see those three go as trios. I agree, and to take even one step further that might kind of dilute things a bit, I would like to see the Dark Order Freebird rule it. <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. Just that like many people in their order? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Negative one in tight Conti for the whoa, win. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's <laughs> a little too, yeah. I was joking. Could try. I was going to see Marco Stunt, Negative one, and... <laughs> Peter Avalon. And Elio oh, Canella. Elio is their manager. Before you had Peter Avalon, I thought you were doing like a mini trios. <laughs> <laughs> and when they interview Elio, he'll go, oh, what the last guy said. <laughs> no, no, Elio would be like, wait, what, what's going on here? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, yeah. I think you're mistaken. 
no, no. All right. So, uh, Elio, dig into the uh, to the computer on the old interweb and find out for us the numbers that people voted in. But you know what? Before I do that, I guess I want to throw out to Eric Knudsen, who said, no, it shouldn't be a hot topic. It's ridiculous. Hate the idea. I 100% agree with that. Okay, so That's good one, Eric. brother. <laughs> it's not my brother. <laughs> Mom says, says bring a turkey home. All right. Um, <laughs> Uh, and this one, you know what, Magnus Leisure, maybe this is what the other guys are uh, going towards is only if they're dark and dark elevation exclusive titles, maybe that would be the only form this would work is to make exclusive titles to those shows. Then you can have the under guys that you guys were talking about who need a push or an elevation elevation. Um, so, um, and he's like, no, I'm not watching that. I don't want to. I'm not watching that crap. So we yeah, I'll watch it for everyone here. But yeah, you suck. If they, but that's at least what they could do, though, is even if they did that, and, and you know what, I'm not necessarily against it because I kind of had that thought. I'm like, no, I'll just leave it because I mean, I'm you know, I'm going all in with throwing it against the wall. But at least, if you're going to make it like an exclusive like that, at least show a highlight or two on yes. dynamite. Yes. All, like, all they do is run that. All they do is run that ticker at the bottom with the results. Yeah. Like, don't just say, "Oh, yeah, well, you know, Dark Order uh, trios champion defective." No, like, let's say, hey, you know, if you're if you're not watching Dark, you're not watching Elevation, you're missing out. You got the trios champions here. Look at this match between the Dark Order and, and the Matt Hardy Compound Group or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Da, 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 da. You know. Like, well, you, try you're right because that way. We've seen this too many times, right? I mean. Nobody had a freaking clue what SCU's big stipulation declaration was all about when they sh- talked about it one week when they showed up for who knows how long. Yeah, it had been all for weeks all over dark. None of us had a freaking clue what they were talking about. And and that just came off as cold. Now It still means nothing now because they don't give anything about it, right? So you're right. That, that is a risk that runs there if, if you went that exclusive too. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so what kind of numbers we got, Elio? So we have 70% think that AEW should introduce a trio's title while 30% say no. Uh-huh. I'm going to need your help Big with number. this one. Rick, I'm going to need your help with this one. Yeah. Um, interesting. But no, no, but, <laughs> but interesting. Rick, why do but you interesting. fail us? Why do you continue to fail me in this life? Why I give you any chance and you just make things unfun, Rick? You just make it unfun. I'm All training. Right. I'm training with Big Bad Boris. I'm in training. You know, Andy was right. training. He's like a fly. He's a fly. I'm training. All right. All right. Now, before we go on uh, to the next portion of our show, we should throw out some interesting news uh, occurring in New Japan this week. Will Ospreay, Oof. after 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 Elio so uh, pointed out so many times, declaring he never wanted to be the he didn't give a crap about the champ. He's now the champ. <laughs> Wins the IWGP title from Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi, boy, that guy cannot catch a break. Every time Bro. he does something, he's always. It, w- w- would he have that belt? He, would he make one defense, maybe two? Um, he's out of the way. Uh, interesting. Uh, Will Ospreay. I'm not sure what to think of that. I mean, I like the guy. He's very talented, but he is not definitely the mold of most IWGP champions, except maybe in the fact that AJ Styles, when he was the, you know, he's a guy I could equate to that sort of style and size and whatnot. And AJ, though, had the Bullet Club blacking him, but he still made a big impression. 
I don't know what Will Ospreay is going to bring to the table here against uh, some of these very large Japanese opponents. Anyone else want to weigh in on the Will Ospreay thing? Yeah, man. It just bothers me that, like you said about Ibushi, like, I love Ibushi. I first saw him in the Cruiserweight Classic, and I was just like, this guy is so freaking amazing at what he does. And then I started watching him in New Japan, and I'm like, this guy is so freaking amazing. And they just keep letting him lose these big time matches. And there's it's just a reason. Like, there's a reason. You, do you know the yes. reason? Yes, what because is it? he is the Teddy Hart of Japan. I mean, he really is, except for the criminal uh, activity. Uh, read some of this guy's interviews, man. He's opened uh, up the Abushi Institute. Why do we need ropes in wrestling? <laughs> why do we just, why do we need to do holds at times? We should do matches where we're all blindfolded. Hey, well, I wrestled a blow up doll. I mean, this guy is off the rails. Gotcha. Job when you it talk. makes sense. Okay. You and know, that's what, sorry. Some of the greatest people are lunatics, man. It's just, right. that's what it is. The most creative people are crazy. The fine right, line between genius and insanity. Yeah, right. exactly. But, but the, the really crazy ones never make world champion, or if they do, they're just a good, because nobody, you don't want to put a belt on a guy who's so kind of maybe you're not yeah. sure what the hell he's going to do next. You don't want that guy leading your company. And I want to say that that Osprey is biting off the gimmick of the MMA fighter Masvidal, who had the Versace pink robe, and now he went out and bought himself a Versace pink robe, and he's walking around with the title belt and everything. And it's just like, bro, we, it, I don't know, maybe maybe it's new for wrestling fans, but I watch MMA as well, and I follow Masvidal, and I'm just like, Masvidal has that robe. He's been wearing, walking around ESPN with it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so you're just copying this thing to show that you're a badass? It's like, I don't get it, Will Ospreay. Let me see if I get this right. So you're saying a guy from a totally different sport that not a lot of people who watch this sport saw is copying. Oh, man. (laughs) That's ridiculous, Rick. I'm just saying, (laughs) man. I didn't even know that guy's name. You're like, Mizzle, Mazel Tov, bald friend, Johnson. (laughs) It's the same, exactly. (laughs) It's the same. First of all, he, he's the baddest motherfucker champion. That's, that's the championship he holds. Oh, he is. I've never even heard. He, there's actually a UFC motherfucking dirtiest championship. Yeah, the oh, baddest awesome. motherfucker championship. Yeah. Uh, he knocked <laughs> Sorry, the guy Rick. Out I just don't know. Five seconds. No, but yeah. He knocked the guy out in five seconds. Mm-hmm. But this guy, it, it's just like you bought the same exact robe. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Like, buy something. Like, do something else. Maybe they're sponsored by Versace. Maybe. 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 <laughs> And the only last thing I'm going to say before we go to the next step is um, it's also interesting to point out. I know you guys have probably seen Will Ospreay has been making lots of appearances with his yes. girlfriend, Bea Priestley. She finished up her last matches with Stardom this weekend. She has been signed by the WWE. So she'll be either showing up at NXT or UK in the next little while. Oh. So uh, congratulations to her. Always when you think of those situations, it always makes you wonder New Japan does not have very long contracts. They only run a year. Uh, That opens a slight door now towards the WWF or the WWE for uh, Osprey. You know, a couple seem to always congregate eventually. That's true. In the big thing when one of them comes over. So uh, we'll find out. Okay. To be honest, though, I was never the biggest Bea Priestley fan, but I guess we'll have to check out how she does. I mean, UK is, I hope she ends up in UK because that's a great forum for women wrestlers. Uh, NXT is up or down. 
either they love you a lot and push you yeah. or just Santana Garrett every week, uh, job into the stars. So if she gets on, yeah, if she gets on the show, <laughs> exactly. Well, you yeah. know what fans, we are going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, at this time, I want to ask my good friend Elio Canella, Elio, if you Sir. were were a fan and you wanted to write in and perhaps contribute, ask questions, tell Andy how you love all his beard, even those popcorns hanging out. Maybe you want to talk about <laughs> MMA with uh, Rick Ceramic, <laughs> whatever, and Mazel Tov Ball Johnson or whatever. I don't know. I don't know, guy. Whoever you are in UFC, don't choke me out. I have no problem. He would definitely choke you out. Don't talk about him. If you're going to choke, choke a lot lower. Anyways. Um, wow. So, <laughs> well, that went dark really quick. All right. We ain't talking AEW. All right, yeah. Elio, where can people you'd, write? You'd write in on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV1, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. Well, you know, we are one of the many shows here on the WPOV network. We are WPOV Global. Most times it's just me, uh, the lone wolf, and the gentleman. Lately, we've been having our good friend Rick Serrano III join us for a lot Extra of Extra work, little pay. Yeah, well, you're, well pay? We're going to talk about this pay. Get the president on the line. We're going to be talking pay during the break. Uh, <laughs> pay? Yeah, what is pay? Um, anyhow, I'll, I'll tell you guys. Out. Someday I'll tell you guys the story of the only money I've ever received in professional wrestling. All I right. have actually. Yes, I have one time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, so yes, we are WPOV Global. You'll find us uh, if if we can kick Elio and get him to get his crap together. We might get it on a Thursday, but usually it's a Friday. Uh, get your stuff together, Elio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we also have WPOV Wrestling, which uh, has Rick Serrano the Third joined by his two minions. See, I gave him I give him the rub because yes! show yes! Tony Diaz and the Fifty Cent Man Clay Cummings. Oh wait, no Fifty Dollar Man. I forgot about it's, it's American. Is it a rapper? So Fifty Dollars. <laughs> Ooh, I never thought about that. Is he a rapper? The best rapper Amish you know. Rap. I've seen, I've seen his the beard. Best. It's Amish rap, baby. All right. And uh, so anyways, <laughs> they cover everything to do with the WWE. All the shows across there. They do a lot of comparisons. It's a good, fun show. Uh, it's pretty zany. Check it out. Uh, we also have WPOV Quarantine, which is uh, appears uh, Wednesdays, where you have me, Elio, and Andy. And usually it's a, it's a Zoom-based show where we bring on guests they, uh, we bring on writers, we bring on wrestlers, we bring on old stars, new stars, guys connected with wrestling, and we get into some deep tops about some deep uh, things, and it's fun. We have a good time, we learn a lot of stuff, and sometimes we do careers, sometimes we do uh, things, it, it's just crazy, but it's fun, and it's really informative, and I enjoy it, so check that out. And of course, we have WPOV Quarantine, which a few more will be showing up this week, uh, because of WrestleMania week. They are after... Aftermath. Oh, did I say quarantine? What did I say? Yes, you did. You said I said quarantine, quarantine again? Sorry, yeah. guys. It's it's all this glue. Anyways, um, yes, WPOV <laughs> Aftermath, which uh, shows up after the major pay-per-views. Some iteration of any of us will be on there talking about what we just saw, telling you if it's worth your while and if they had fun. So, uh, you know what, Rick? I know somebody is listening on whatever platform they are, yep. but you know what? they're not limited to just one platform. Is there not? No, of course not. And I will say it nice and slowly this week. You can find it on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio for free. For free. That's a great price, Rick. That's in everybody's price range. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Usually at this time, um, oh, okay. I usually bring in like a guest. <laughs> 
to do a t-shirt sell for us. And I wasn't going to do a guest this weekend, but a guest contacted me and he sent me an email. No, he sent me an email and he said, Hey maggot, I want to show some shoot. I want to sell some stuff for you. So you know what? Sergeant Slaughter, we're going to call in Sergeant Slaughter on the phone. Sergeant Slaughter, can you sell some t-shirts for WPOV wrestling? Ten hut maggots. Listen up. Sergeant Slaughter wants you to do what's best for your country, what's best for your podcast. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash wrestling POV. Maggots, we've got five. Count them. One, two, three, four, five. Pick a t-shirt. Pick all the t-shirts. $19.95. Buy one today. Cause that's an order. Wow. I just I am I'm <laughs> petrified. Petrified. Thank you, Sarge. I'm, I'm, I'm buying a shirt I'm right scared. now. Yeah, I'm scared too. I, I'm gonna do push-ups while I do this. Uh and I, what is a push-up again, Andy? Uh, okay. I, don't know. <laughs> I want my t-shirt back. <laughs> Anyways, folks, we're going to take a quick Wait, commercial break. How does your voice feel? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a quick commercial break. Andy's going to take lots of lozenges and, and do some sit-ups or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, oh, did I say that? Anyways, uh, when we come back, we're going to do a little bit of AEW Dynamite. Woo! This is the Kingpin Angel, ECW legend, and you on WPOV Global. Check it out. All right, folks, we are back. Let's get in to some AEW Dynamite. I know my It was so exciting. My mo- No, this show was... <laughs> we talked about throwing things against the wall to see if they stick. Why don't this you let them it. hit the effing wall before you pick up a new ball and throw yeah. it too? I mean, this was ridiculous. There is so much lacks, lack of logic here. I mean... If there had been three weeks in a row where we had a, a great solid vote, I think I might have just died of ecstasy. But, yeah, it didn't happen. Let's start off with the opening. I thought the opening looked pretty cool. Inner Circle comes. They pull up. They're wearing, uh, like, their drive out of this black thing. They're all dressed in black. For once, they look like a super tough dudes. The yes. same as they looked when you opened the bathroom door. thought that yeah, was good. they were tough. Opening match. Hangman Page versus Max Caster of the Acclaimed. Um, it was, a, I'm going to say for myself really quick, it was a solid match. Uh, it was interesting for me. I like Max Caster. Um, I, I, I thought it was pretty hilarious how you can say shit and, and bitch and all these other words, but you can't say blow me on TNT. Because <laughs> that was the line he was going to say. Was that the line? Because that was, that was, uh, yeah. before, before yes. Anthony Morton yeah. cut him off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I'm enjoying Caster, Hangman Page, looks solid. I thought this generated some excitement. Okay, match. Andy? Uh, I'll go a similar route. Uh, I didn't mind it. Good opener. Uh, it made sense to me that, you know, they gave Caster a little more. And uh, the, the, the ending there, the last little bit, where they kind of teased, I forget what they call his finish. The Oh, oh the, they, they the mic drop. Oh, the, the, the mic drop. No, no, no. 
Not the mic drop. What's uh, Adam Page's, the, the clothesline? Oh, the yeah, buckshot yeah, yeah. lariat. Buckshot lariat. Yeah. buckshot, there you go. Yeah, because they kind of tease that towards the end. And I, I enjoyed that. Um, I get a kick out of Mac, Mac, Max Caster's raps. Yeah, they're, they're I do simple, too. short, and, and right know, to I mean, the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't, not just a tip, he's all in, that's for sure. Ooh. Uh, thank you. But oh. yeah. No. <laughs> Listen here, tough guy. <laughs> what? Oh, no, next yeah, week, Axel. You're, t- you're selling T-shirts next week. All right, uh, Rick, you got anything to throw in this? Yeah, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Max Caster after this match. There's a couple of botches there when I, mm-hmm. while I was watching. Um, the one thing that bothered me the most was Adam Page kicking out of getting punched with a chain. Like, yes. this is supposed to be like a knockout blow. Yeah. And he kicks yeah. out? Like, yeah. that bothered me so much. I had some problems with that, too. And then just there's so much outside interference happening in AEW as a whole, where there's just too much going on with people from outside of the match being involved. Uh, his partner was involved way too much in this match. Um, I thought this was a bad start to AEW Dynamite for me. Okay. Uh, Elio? Uh, this match, um, I was fine with this match. Um, but, yeah, um, even when they were using the boombox and uh, Paige countered that, and then a bone through in the chain. Mm-hmm. Then Caster knocks out the chain. You think that okay, the match is over right there, but Paige kicks mm-hmm. out. I don't get it. Like if I'm knocked out with a chain, I'm not kicking out. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, keep in mind, in AEW, <laughs> you so can lot. kick out of getting hit oh. in the face. <laughs> with a barbed wire exploding baseball bat. It's true. Really, yes, a true. chain wrapped around your wrist is about the equivalent of a dropkick. It's true. Yeah. He's right. He's got a point. And this is the thing, too. There's a few things. If we want to just start off with bad logic, I hate it. Uh, Andy, if you're in a fight and somebody throws in a ghetto blaster to use on you and you <laughs> grab it, you're telling me you're just gingerly handing that shit back to the ref? No, you're smashing that shit right outside on the ground and laughing at the idiot who threw his expensive boombox in there. Well, it depends if it was my friend's boombox or who it was. I no, mean, but if it was the enemy's, it was your... If it was, your... You know, if it was Tony's boombox and he gave it to me and I like Tony, then, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm going to give it gingerly back. You know, but if it's Rick's? Well, I'm gonna smash that. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly, exactly. I wouldn't expect any different. Now here's and you're right again. Once again, logic. You hit a guy in the face with a chain in the head, knock him out. Yet he kicks out at three. I mean, there was much better ways to go about this. They could have caught the chain. They could have got a disqualification win. He could have at least ducked the chain. But it's yep. the, the logic of this is not very good. And so that that did anger me. But the, at least the excitement was there okay i'm yeah, gonna give yeah. the match that it kept the crowd going and the excitement okay uh next we have a uh and guys i'm not going to recap any of the rematch promos where they're like what led to this unless it's super yeah. cool okay uh next we have uh, a very kind of odd i found this very awkward the death triangle come out they're talking out comes the best friends and statlander to a really kind of pointless we're not here to do anything, but we're back in town. And uh, I, so I why, just why like, you can do anything? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the boys are back in town. Yeah, it's so bad. And we have an alien. And and the thing is, the worst part is they did have the opening there. They showed, you know, they actually showed Orange Cassidy getting 
you know, the, getting beat up around the death circle or triangles or whatever the fuck there. But there Wrong was death a death shape. The death shape. The de- the death geometries. But uh, <laughs> in the end, they just slough it all off. I mean, once again, weak on the storytelling. Does anyone want to throw anything in on this? No. I'll, I'll make two little points. Yep. Uh, one, and I don't know if this is usually how it goes. Maybe I just haven't paid attention. I was really impressed with Death Triangle's uh, intro. But they came out and all the pyro and stuff. I almost thought Cody was coming out for a second there. Like, <laughs> it was seven minutes shorter, but yes. But it, it was, yeah, like it was pretty impressive. And the other thing I'll make, and this kind of goes back to when we were talking about our hot topics was, yeah. you know, Chris Statlander coming out, that's great that she gets exposure, but it's when it's like that for nothing. Yeah. And Death Triangle doesn't even have a female. So it just is like. That's what they Rosa. <laughs> Thunder Rosa, Selena Vega. Hey, we got Thunder Rosa of... with oh, the face paint and stuff. Thunder I think Rosa, Thunder Rosa would be. Oh, yo, Andy Anderson. I, I don't like you, but I like that idea. This is why he's a champion. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> that on, what's that on the end of your nose, Rick? Oh, sorry. Relax. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, okay, then we get the inner circle promo, uh, which was kind of funny because. It got. It was a solid babyface thing. Jericho went on a really good tear. He did say a few dumb things along the lines. Uh, I think he d- referred to Wardlow as having uh, what was it a, a million body and a million dollar mind. Yeah, and body. Allow myself to introduce myself. And I don't know if you guys caught this. I don't know if this was uh, intentional, if it was an inside joke, but he made a joke about calling them uh, instead of the uh, pinnacle. He called them the pineapple. And I'm like, didn't you just get your ass kicked by Pineapple Pete uh, a little while before that? Was that a callback to that? Or did you just try to make Pinnacle Pineapple and you didn't think about that? So I found that a little bit. I I bet he was just Pinnacle Pineapple. Okay. But you remember the whole Pineapple Pete crap that he went through? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this was, uh, it was was an okay thing. I just had a problem with uh, a weird audio thing that happened in there Mm -hmm. where it seemed like as Jericho was talking, I distinctly heard uh, Tony Schiavone just talking in the background. Yeah, and laughing at one yep. point. And, yeah. yeah. So, um, Not to mention again, the initial cut when the promo started and they went to commercial break. I wish, oh, yeah. I, 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 I thought, I thought that <laughs> Jericho swerved everybody on there. And, and was the point of that, because I, I, I'm trying to think logically, and I know this is the wrong show to do it, but <laughs> could it have been that he did the start so that he could, I don't know, milk the audience longer play the song That's a bit it. i don't know you know exactly that yeah, i wonder play if it was the whole song thing get another verse in or something it almost felt like i've got something very important to say so i want to start by commercial <laughs> that, that's Wait. a possibility um next we go to a christian cage backstage promo uh once again I find it odd that he's not doing these promos out in the front. Mm-hmm. Now it's got two weeks in a row in the back. It's, yep. it's got a weird feel to it that doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like they're making him a star here. It's once again, he's fading to me in the back. Uh, then really, Taz, of all people, no, trying Taz, to recruit Christian him. doesn't need your help, but he's already yeah. where he is. He's Stay, Stay away. With the problems that they're having, it just seems like, is there going to be Christian and Brian Cage? Are going to somehow because you know Brian's on the outs the kind of with the Cage them Brothers. Oh, <laughs> Brothers Cage. You know what? Christian... Cage Square. Okay, he'd be like Christian. Be like, you know what? I was looking, Brian, and I found a family tree. We're brothers. 
We didn't know it. We got the same dad and mom. We're cages. You know, AEW listens to the show. Bullshit. <laughs> that's gonna be next I, week's thing i saw this promo i wanted to see doc brown come out and be like <laughs> christian Scott. cafe 80s guy named taz just say no <laughs> well i think anyone who'd say yes to taz at this point you deserve whatever crap falls your way because yeah um, we'll get into when we get to the taz thing but man no okay now Jurassic Express versus Bear Country. They did a, a little promo leading up to it that was okay. Um, I get this. I mean, you can't throw your nose at the fact that they probably had a lot of money come in by promoting this as the God's, Godzilla versus Kong yeah. thing. And they are the guys who fit it. Natural fit with this. JR let you know. But boy, this was a shit match. That just It just got worse and worse as it went on. Um, first of all, um bear country you want to be taken seriously get rid of the freaking uh catcher's masks that you came out in that just looks stupid Ooh, i wonder if that low should be rent. in the book low should we put that in the book yes Ooh. because that was so low red indie crap indie you know riffic. yeah uh, okay. not even riffic it was just indie throw it in the go ahead All right, what, what, what are we calling this we're calling it uh the bear country uh, face masks yeah bear low rent low rent masks all right, Bear Country's Laurent Masks, you just made the book. Oh, bastards. All right, then um, this is where I started having problems with. I, I, I actually wrote a note here that just says, arg. Like I was just getting so frustrated <laughs> with this. I really was. Like, I was going to look like, arg. <laughs> First of all, there was no uh, pirates in this match. Yeah, yeah no, no, arg. It was more like, arg. Um, First of all, uh, Luchasaurus, this guy is humongous, okay? And yet he never wrestles like he's big or strong, okay? He's always doing this flippy crap that even when he does it, doesn't even have like mustard behind it. He does a spin kick that's so gingerly light. Uh, let's forget the fact he's seven foot five and weighs 800 pounds. No, he does a little twirl and a tap. Whoa, and it whoa, looks whoa, like whoa, whoa. crap. Hold your hands, slow your roll. It's wrestling, it's wrestling. No, 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 not even wrestling. We've talked yeah. about this because I was one of the ones that brought this up on one of my early episodes. Because I was like, oh, yeah, he's such a big guy. But he's not really that big a guy. No, no. He wrestles like he's not a big guy. And, and today, not. And today was worse. Today yes. was worse because he actually did lucha moves that looked yeah. ridiculously bad because he was so light on the step. It made you forget it all. And it made Bear Country seem light all of a sudden. And that's the last thing you want to do is have these big guys pussyfooted around so i really did not find that i didn't find it cool when he did his little flip and roll and blah 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 i'm just like you're supposed to be a big dinosaur strong guy you want to get to the corner punch one of them kick one of the power one of them out i don't need to see you pirouetting around okay so this made me extremely mad and the more i watch this i think man jungle boy get out from under these guys man lucha yeah. express is taking you down to like you're just going to be a guy with the an old disco number that everyone's going to cheer and that's that's it anyone else want to throw in on this yeah i i i have a question for andy actually yeah. but i wanted okay. to say that uh i feel terrible for the bear country because they're this the new tag team that came in they're the big guys now andy as the 20-year vet veteran how can they overcome this like you've been in the business 20 plus years 
How does Bear Country come out of this on the other side of it? Like, because this is a poor showing for them. This is really bad. Thankfully and fortunately, this was one match. And wrestling fans have such a short attention span. And AEW is so often convoluted and messed up that I think if we never talk about this again and they can go forward, they'll be okay. Okay. That's just a short and sweet of it. It's just, you know, it's not like it's been like some long feud. It's like, oh man, this whole feud has been forgettable from the start. It's just, you know, unfortunately because of the, you know, the Godzilla versus King Kong thing, we got, this made sense. We had to put these guys together. Yeah. It it didn't, but I like that. They're two big, burly guys man like that's they look like they could be some like genuine badasses that can beat down some people yeah and from the sponsor perspective i get it but from the wrestling perspective yeah like, like they didn't get they didn't get anything in like this is supposed to be like the big king kong versus yeah. godzilla thing and they got nothing in like if you were them if you were the wrestler in this match bear country how, how how are you feeling after that? Like, I don't know. It's, it's I mean, who knows what the? I mean, this goes into fantasy booking, right? Like, well, yeah. what are they? Is this going to be a one off? Are they going back to dark? Or are we going to see more of them? If we're going to see more of them, like I said, forget it, put it behind you. Yeah, move on, well, move on. This is how shitty the booking is here. Okay, this is supposed to be a movie promo tie-in deal, right? Yeah. And what we've seen here tells the casual fan mentally that Godzilla kicks king kong's ass it's not even a, a thing why are you gonna you know oh, that, that's legit they should have I mean, that's the, well no but i mean you know the whole legit, <laughs> all right relax like, man the whole, king kong's badass all right no this the whole <laughs> the whole build up to these movie to this movie particularly we may have everything yeah i agree godzilla kills kong every time but it's the build up and that presentation of two giant forces coming yeah. together and that should have been reflected in this match. It yeah. should have honestly ended in an, in a DQ. There should not have been a winner. Yes. There should have been a giant ass fight yeah. that just broke out. And that would have made sense. Instead, if I'm the the guys who paid the promos for this, in my mind, I'm going, you motherfuckers, you pushed over your you team. Got you got us. put all these money. You got us to pay money to tell our movie people that the movie that Kong sucks. Yeah. No. That's like, oh, the book we need that rematch. We need a sequel. <laughs> but who wants to see the sequel when Kong but, gets raped but I, and thrown over a thing? No, no. But I'm, a, into but I'm agreeing with you, though. That's what I'm yeah. saying. If they, if they had done like a big schmoz finish, like an yep. inconclusive finish, that's what I'm kind of joking about a rematch yep. or like a sequel, kind of tying up the movie thing. Um, yeah. I will say just, and I'm I'm going to jump on the bandwagon because you've mm-hmm. uh, Elio's already kind of got the book opened. Mm-hmm. I would like to put something else from this match into the book. Ooh. Ooh. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Andy. I would like to put in. Luchasaurus's botched top rope cross body uh, onto the Bear Country guy that was supposed to catch him while he was already holding yes. on to and he just a jungle boy. And he just bounced off him and it apparently hurt his leg while he was doing it. And then JR and Tony had to be like, well, that's how strong in the Bear Country is because, you know, he just bounced right off him. As yeah, but he couldn't hold on. But this is also the same dude who did some mythical double kick simultaneous yeah, with one yeah. leg bullshit in the middle of the match anyways he should just be in there for his shitty wrestling overall let alone just <laughs> okay, so who do you want uh and plus he did the horrible role yeah no luchasaurus, okay. luchasaurus. That motherfucker just goes in yeah 
So we could use those examples, but Luchasaurus. Escalator quickly. Yeah, did it not? All right. But here's the worst thing is we're not even being dicks. We're pointing out exact <laughs> things that happened. Okay. Like, <sighs> And, and he's only like, he's I'm gonna say only because he's taller than I am. But yeah. you know, we talk about like oh, like being like a big guy. And I remember, like, you remember this? Like I was like, yeah. oh yeah, he must be like six 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 seven. What and is then I think we looked it up. He's only like six three or something. Six two, six three. Wow, they try and make Jungle it sound Boy, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Jungle Boy well, is so short. Mark who was so short. Yeah. yeah, who he wrestles with well, and against. Don't forget the whole short in the whole roster also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, tends to be from five eight down. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's yeah, why I mean, Moxley I, looks like a god. But I saw that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think I even commented in the group chat, like, yeah. the, like, because it was just, you know, and you could tell, like, the idea was, like, he wasn't supposed to bounce off him because it just, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the weird part, Andy, is I, I was behind you and I was watching and I was like, oh, I wonder what we're going to see, right? I saw that and I thought, that's bad. But then that kick thing, what they tried to sell, I thought was worse. I'm just like, one of these two things Andy's got to up and I don't believe him. Or he should probably be both. Like this yeah. match is just freaking terrible. No, that one was like that. I think I, I think with the kick, I think I actually said something yeah. like video game kick or something like that. Yeah, because it's what he did was, imp- and I love them selling. It. That was a simultaneous. <laughs> yeah, it was like kung fu, like old, old kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, All right, but and Luchasaurus, you just made the book. Nice. All right, moving on. A. QT Marshall, not ready to go down to the dust yet, comes off with a, actually one of the cooler promos I'm going to say I've seen in a while. Yeah. The setup, the look, uh, it was a good look. Nightmare, I, I had nothing from last week. QT Marshall, yes, I had some wondering about. The rest of those dudes, they seemed pretty generic, had no idea who the hell they were. Yeah, and uh, then one guy, Excalibur's An- Anthony Ogogo. Ogogo, King Gogo. We've got like... Um, jr or not jr excalibur in the back he's trying to like desperately name everybody and trying to like drill it like last second into our heads which basically comes off as like wow but uh this week they looked uh impressive enough that it kind of made you want to know who they were yes yep so let's give props to that so nightmare factory solid promo okay uh then (laughs) jesus okay i they must have told sting that they're gonna pay him by word and then, but he has to agree that when anybody else talks, he can't because he gets in very little time in every week that he has his interview. They have a giant thing. Tony Schiavone comes out and does a Sting thing. Sting comes out with his baseball bat. Yeah. And then he may get to say one or two words and somebody always comes out. Uh, I'm going to give props. Andy said that Jake looked good. He did. Jake looked better than I've seen him in a while. Yeah. Okay. That made a huge difference. And I'm going to even throw up props to Archer. Archer, for once, yep. didn't come off like a, an idiot. He actually yeah. sounded good, too. Um, I, uh, they got to do something with Archer. Okay, well, I think that's what they're doing. I, I hope think they're so. doing something. It's just very slowly. But I did like how Sting just came out. I was like, well, fucking do it, bro. Do it. <laughs> yeah. You're the big badass. You come out here and talk me every week. Fucking do it, do it, do it. And it's Jake, like he was tell him, fed teach up. Him. Yeah. yeah, he's like Jake, teach him. Like he was just like fed up. He's like, yeah, keep interrupting me. Now do something yeah. about it. And like, you do something great with Archer when he backs off a sixty-two-year-old man. Okay, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's yelling. He wasn't wrong when he said, uh, "You know, like I, I was brought in, I was pushed." To the to the, like top, and then I disappear off television. 
Yeah, but he's yeah. been saying that for weeks. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is the same broken record, just told another way. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so I'm going to say that it was a half-assed thing, okay? Uh, I Do you think it's worth it? If you're a fan and you've paid money, is that enough satisfaction that you get to see Sting... Uh, you got to see him as enough. I mean, he's getting uh, interrupted every time. He has like maybe two minutes of something and then he's done. Is, is that worth it to you guys? I don't care it's anymore. I think at this point, <laughs> you know, we talk about conditioning. That's yeah. probably what they're expecting. Anything, okay. anything more is going to be a bonus. Uh, I will also add to this. I thought it was funny that Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky must be like, oh, Darby's probably down, you know, in uh, gorilla position so we can go hang out in his spot in the rafters. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Yep. <laughs> That's where all the brooding people are rafter people. Yeah. Everybody's just up there like <laughs> now I, like, come on, man. If, now I talk if we to had them. if we had the WPOV crew, like yeah. all kind of situated in the Rick's right out of the third, <laughs> the guy up in the rafter. You goddamn right with big bad Boris coming <laughs> right over me. Boris would pass out before climbing up there. He's good. He's good. All right. Uh, now, when I said that the Jurassic Express thing was the start of the slide for me, boy, this was me hitting an effing wall watching JD Drake versus Darby Allen. Oh. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I legit fell asleep and had to get up and rewind. Like I, I was laying on the couch and I know that's why off. you were late today. <laughs> I nodded <laughs> off for like five or 10 minutes where I woke up and there. It was already like, uh, uh, the next thing going on so i had to rewind it to see what was going on uh i mean darby's okay right but he kind of also needs somebody who can move with him to make it great this jd drake guy he's just a short fat dude who looks like just he doesn't have anything that grabbed my attention okay nothing what did he do to deserve a title shot i don't know yeah. i never even knew who the fuck he was until this week. On dark. <laughs> on dark elio <laughs> Elio, is he has he Elio? been a dark contender? Uh he's been on dark, but uh, just just like you guys, I I'm not, I'm not seeing anything from this guy. I I, I, I think he's boring. I yeah. think we need to start a new segment to add to the show, and we need to call it "In the Dark" with Elio Canella. Hey! <laughs> I do not want to know what Elio does in the dark. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Wrong kind of podcast. <laughs> this is a family friendly show. I don't want to know these things. As long um, as there's no follow-up with Elevation after being in the dark, we're okay. I think Elevation would probably come from... Oops, anyways. Moving no, um, <laughs> on. Uh, yeah, I, I do not see anything in this guy. I'm sorry. He's too short. He's too out of shape. And goddamn... When, you made this comment, one of you guys made it while we were talking, that he looked like Eddie Kingston, kind of. Yes, right? he does. And, and Eddie Kingston is kind of on that edge of not looking like a good wrestler at all. Like it's yep. definitely his, it's definitely his promos that cover up for that. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to make, I'm going to leave this table. This what I'm getting to now till the last match, because man, what I saw in the end, I thought it was the return. That's all I'm going to say. We'll get to that. Um, anyone else want to throw anything about this match? This, oh, I will, before the post -match I will throw jump. in a little bit here. I actually didn't mind the match. Mm -hmm. I didn't mind, uh, jd drake for what he was for what he was getting i mean and again this kind of goes back to the you know the darby allen formula where the guy is gonna get you know 80 90 of the match this guy i didn't you know what is it, is it was anything special yeah but i thought he looked all right the one big thing with him though um and i think that would, would help him mm -hmm. more facial expression 
Yeah. Or facially. That was, you know, because he, like I said, he looked all right. It just, there just wasn't a lot of the emotion in the face. And I think if, if he could add something like that, uh, I'm not saying that he'd be like a, like a dynamite regular, yeah. but just in general, just needs to add a little bit more. But well, I, I thought he was okay. I'm not going to disparage that the guy had some skill, okay? Yeah. But Andy, yeah. when you look at this dude, does he look like a dude who should be on main event television? I, like I said, I'm just trying to, I mean, I'm trying to put a bit of a, I mean, yeah. you know, like I try to be positive and sometimes yeah. I get frustrated with my negativity with this show yeah. and, and just watching this guy's like, okay, like I'm trying to give dude a break beside the yeah. fact, like, you know, there's, there's a roster full of people that, you know, should be on more. They should have yeah. more than him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, where's Scorpio but, Sky? Why isn't he wrestling? But JD Drake's wrestling? Yeah. Okay. And, that, and that's what I said. I just, for, for watching the guy it's the you know other people deserve it probably more than he does did he look out of place no i wouldn't say i mean like i said he did all right not that i'm saying that he you know should be a regular but he did all I right think, i think he looked he just, out of place i think he looked like a guy they just threw up like a, he looked like a, an enhancement dude yeah and you know what it wouldn't be a problem that he was an enhancement thing if you don't have fucking rankings because you know yeah. what on wwf main event they would have Mr. Perfect versus the jobber, and he's a fucking yeah. intercontinental champion, yeah. and he's defending his title. That is fine, but you yeah. have fucking rankings. And also, I'm not telling Tony Khan to be like Vince McMahon and change people's names, but your name is J.D. Drake. There's a lot of guys. There's a rapper by the name of Drake. You have Eli Drake. Uh, what was it, right? Eli Drake? Eli Drake? Eli Drake. Yeah. Come on. Change your name. Change his name. Like, like this. It bothered me. J.D. Right. Drake? Like, come on, and bro. There's nothing wrong with enhancement guys, but enhancement guys shouldn't get 90% of it. <laughs> but, but, you know, and this is actually what I was just going to follow up with yeah. was, you know, doing that. Like, he looked for what it was. Like I said, like, not saying he looked like a superstar. You see more of it. He looked good, but that was the problem, was that he was doing it against the TNT champion. Yeah. And that does nothing for, for Darby. That does nothing no. for the title. No. And here's the thing you got to wonder about Darby, Okay. Can't he just have a match where he just wrestles somebody better? Does every match in his yeah. career that he's been beat down and he squeaks a win out? That that's a freaking horrible career. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it's not a you know. We, and we talked about this before. It's not a Mikey Whipwreck scenario where you've got that uh, sympathy for him. Yeah, it's just always like, oh yeah, beat down, beat down, beat down, cough and drop. Yeah, he's yeah. a hooligan. Now, uh, before we go further, I forgot. Just, yes. Uh, <laughs> We had a fan of ours, uh, Joel DeMont, was writing me. He usually texts me after the matches when he watches them and tells me his impressions, some of the stuff. He had the best line of the week that I just want to throw out there for you guys to enjoy. Uh, we were talking about Frankie Kazarian because of last week's match. And he said, you know, I like Kazarian, but he's sort of a Wish.com uh, Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. Yeah, not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, Joel... I'll give you good then. That was a great one. All right, like uh, moving on now. Uh, there was a post-match uh, jump down here after the Derby thing, where Matt Hardy's crew come running out. Um, guys, could we not agree this was the most awkward chase-off ever? They yeah. shuffle onto the stage, then the Dark Order shuffles onto the stage. It looks so. It was just basically like, okay, they're gonna run out. Soon as you see them, you back off. Like, don't even try and, like, get involved. You know, and it was just, yeah. it came off so just like, we just need to see that there's a bunch of people. What a schmoz, you know. Uh, it culminated in uh, Tay Conte jumping Bunny and uh, giving her a little bit of a whooping on the stage before their before their match. Um, 
like I said, though, I, I hate those kind of things, the run-ins that feel like nobody gives a shit. Like, yep. we're not really going to do anything. We're just going to walk out there and just walk back. That's what yeah. it felt like to me, and I, I thought that was a disservice for everybody. One thing real quick to this, and yeah. I, I forgot about this during the match, and I don't know, maybe it's a credit. Who was it? It was Ryan. Was it Ryan Nemeth? Nemeth? Yeah. Nemeth, yeah. That uh, Sting ran off. Yeah. But it's like, you know, we, we kind of laugh. It's like, oh, like three on one, five on one. All these guys are scared of Sting. Mm-hmm. One on one, Ryan Nemeth is scared of Sting. Cool. But does <laughs> Sting really need to chase him all the way outside the building? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was here? ridiculous. <laughs> You know, because I mean, after I didn't realize that he was like totally gone. Because then when the beat down happened, I'm like, where's Sting? I'm like, did he actually chase him all the way out of the building and like left? Like he didn't come back. Then they showed the parking lot. Looked like Ryan Nimitz looked like uh, one of those cartoon characters trying to get away. Yeah, it's like like, I thought Sting is that menacing badass. I mean, he should just be able to like, like you know, like flinch, and Ryan (laughs) Nimitz like takes off. Yeah, but no, like Sting had to follow him all the way out. I, I, I don't know. Now, Future uh, AEW champion. Try to make Maybe. sense of things. <laughs> um, we Logic? then get, we then cut to a uh, interview with Chris Jericho, where he has jumped by the pinnacle. Okay, uh, there's some really goofy shit about this whole situation yeah. we got to touch on. Okay, uh, the pinnacle drag him out. They're beating on him. They take him to the ring. They cut back. For, oh, first of all, let's. I don't understand. Everyone makes fun of Alex Marvez. Everybody makes fun. The good guys, bad guys. And all of a sudden, Chris Jericho's like, oh, you're looking a little more handsome than usual, <laughs> yep, Alex. Yep. <laughs> I'm a okay. baby face now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so they drag Jericho into the thing. Uh, then they have this very, very... You could have done this so much better, but a very awkward... Come check down here. you got to see them here. And they go down and you see that their dressing room is locked, right? They start smashing through it. And my wife starts laughing. She goes, look at that zigzag pattern cut into the right. Yeah. That's breaking open like an egg. And they still yeah. couldn't break it. <laughs> so uh, so you're wondering, okay, they're, they're taking their time with Jericho in the ring. You're thinking, oh, is he going to go through the table, right? Because they set up a table on the outside. Then all of a sudden, Mike Tyson's music comes on. And this is where even things get even stupider. (laughs) We had months ago where Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho were ready to go at each other's throats. Something happened. They didn't get to do anything. Now he comes out and rescues Chris Jericho. Um, With the fact everyone knew that he wanted to kill Jericho, yet the pinnacle still seemed to run. Except... What's his name? Uh, Spears. Sean Spears. Spears. Spears is the stupidest man in the world because he <laughs> takes the time to direct everybody slowly out of the ring. Hey, you should get. Hey, don't forget. You to got. Get out. You got. Instead Tony, of getting man. out himself. Okay. <laughs> now here's the thing. I get it. I get that Mike Tyson is an old man taking forever to get down here. He's doing a Hikiroshita, and poor Nyla Rose is standing there going, "When the fuck am I going to get out of this?" Right. So. I don't know, Spears. Use your brain. You could have tripped, stumbled. That would have made more sense that you were picking yourself up and you got caught by Mike Tyson. Not the fact you stood there and mm-hmm. escorted everyone out of the ring and then got caught was the most stupid. That's some bad punch. He was like the flight oh. attendant trying to get everybody off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, he deserved. The, I wrote down he deserved that beating for that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, that happens, and then Jericho puts his hand out to Sting or to Sting to uh, Tyson. Tyson, and 
they hug and Mike Tyson's is like, yeah. I will say this. I will say this. Mm-hmm. The most badass thing about this whole thing is uh-huh. Chris Jericho's beard. Let's give Jericho some props on the beard. That's a badass beard, man. I haven't seen Chris Jericho with a full beard before. And now I'm like, whoa. All right, Jericho. You got it. You got it. So I'll give him that. But Mike Tyson's punches to Sean Spears, terrible, man. I don't know if they told him, listen, Mike, these are lethal weapons. Hold yeah. the fuck back. Don't, Please don't, kill, hold back. don't kill him. <laughs> you know what, though? But that, that shows you. That to me, that shows you the brilliance. Even all those years ago, when WWE used Mike Tyson, yeah, one punch, yep, Shawn Michaels, one punch, yeah, that's it. Because here, once you start throwing more, you know Mike's got to pull him, yeah, yep, and it exposes it, yeah, yeah. and it really kind of did. And, and even then, the fact that Sean Spears is taking all these shots from the best, hey, you know what? You can say, you know, Sean Spears, you're dumb for for tripping around, taking so long. Sean Spears is a tough son of a gun because he took all his Mike Tyson punches and he still walked away. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Uh, boy, so much logic out of the show. But it's now the time of the show where I realize they're not letting <laughs> things stick to the wall. They're just hucking shit left and right, left and right, <laughs> run away. Um, then I actually enjoyed this. Uh, the Britt uh, Baker promo. Yes. Uh, she shows once again her smarminess. And... Boy, she says exactly what we're all thinking about the stupid ass rating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it amazes me that they let people openly mock the shit they send up, you know? Single as you. Yeah. But uh, the funniest part is how come anyone can say shit, uh, all, bitch, all sorts of stupid stuff, but they bleeped her? Yeah. When she tried to say something. Uh, not sure what that was about, but uh, because she's know. a professional, DDS, she's a professional. Yeah, she she's a doctor. She knows better. <laughs> and she got some good merch. She got the DDM <laughs> now, and like and and you know what? I do like this about this promo was that she's like, you know what? But I'll play ball. I'm gonna be on elevation. I'm gonna be on dark. I'm gonna be on dynamite, and I'm gonna get my wins up. That is showing you that the rankings mean something. After she just told so you they she's didn't. Gonna fucking- but yeah. yeah, but she's but she's telling you, you know what? Fuck it, because you guys are not gonna give yeah. me my title yeah. shot. That's I'll valid. do what you want me to do. And so I'm just like, all right. So now she's giving some relevance because the next person that we we're about to talk about, Ty Conti, mm-hmm. is the number one contender. How? Well, she's the know. number one contender in the same sense that Goldberg got 168 matches wins. <laughs> they just kind of increased. You know, one night he'd wrestle and they added yeah, seven yeah. on to his number. And then Plus next they night, had 13. That, you know, they, and... She won that tournament to Rio de Janeiro. And... Yes. <laughs> she took oh, the Pat Patterson route. Yes. The Pat Patterson thing. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Let's get into the Tay Conte match. Um, I'm going to say I was actually super surprised at how effective Bunny was as a wrestler yeah. tonight. I, because we yeah. haven't seen her wrestle in a very long time, uh, I totally forgot this woman can go, and she did some amazing stuff. I mean, that shotgun drop kick she did on the outside to Conte that threw her into the railing—that was really yeah. well done. Um, Conte, you know, I we always joke about how much I love Tai Conte, but I do have to admit she does mm-hmm. have some weakness. <laughs> she does have some weaknesses. Oh, and it's she, no she, joke. She, <laughs> she, it's no joke. She. Um, there is things she does need to work on. 
And she does have shaky starts at the beginning of every one of her matches. This was no exception. She had many times in the beginning of this match where she was very unsure of her footing, where she was too hesitant, where you could tell that she was counting and pacing herself wrong. Uh, it comes together for her, especially when she, it's got to be training, right? Like repetitive training. Cause when she starts her judo shit, man, she goes on fire after that. All of a sudden, all her moves start after she does a couple judo tosses. Then she all of a sudden turns into Charlotte flair, you know, for a few minutes. And uh, she knows her stuff then. Uh, I see more improvement of her every week, and I'm glad that Bunny is somebody who's also uh, looks like a credible women's wrestler. It does nothing but make this women's division even that much better. Okay. Um, yeah. Once again, I'm doing, and I know Andy is right on board with this. Too many freaking people hanging around the ring. I mean, if there were live crowds there, do you know how distracted you would be? You wouldn't even be watching the match. You're like, oh, I wonder what Jeff, you know, I wonder what Matt Hardy's saying. It would suck that. to be front row because you'd have all these yeah. people in front yeah. of you. All these people standing in front of you and stuff. Um, the match, though, uh, once again, too, um, I didn't like the ending of this match. Okay. This is, and they talk about it's supposed to be great booking, but I mean, so Tay Conte does her, and I get to admit, it's a pretty unique move. I don't see anyone else doing this move she does, that kind of, bring the person back up, throw them into the knee to the face, right? Nobody else does it. What do they call it? The tie, what do they call it? The the tie KO. The tie KO. Okay. Nobody does that move exactly. So it's kind of neat to see that. So I don't get how she hits her finishing move, lays out her opponent, but the opponent still manages to kick out, which shocks her. But then because Sheeta helps her for a second, she gets the win. And I think that does a disservice to Conte because it makes it seem like one, her finishing move isn't enough to really take someone out and that she kind of needed a bit of help from Sheeta to win this match. So it does a disservice right here. It doesn't make her look good. And uh, I had problems with that. And I also have problems with this. And maybe this is too old school. Maybe it's evolved. But Andy, I get it when you're the big bad guy and you do a big cheating move and you go for your finishing maneuver and somebody kicks out and you get the shock thing. You, you beat the crap out of somebody, did all the shit to them. You throw them down and the hero kicks out and you're like, right? But really, does the does the baby face get super shocked and dismayed when somebody kicks out of their finishing move? <laughs> Not really. I mean, most baby faces are like, oh, because you're playing the hero. Yeah. Oh, I've got to get it ready. I, okay, I've got to try something else. Instead, she sat there like she had shot Bunny in the face with a shotgun and Bunny <laughs> kicked out because she was like, I like that. I, I like did that not like she hit Bunny in the face with a barbed wire exploding, exploding back. Expect to get a three count and only got a two. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I'll, I'll go more on lines. I, I think it's there. I think with baby faces, a lot more when you do see it, though, is more in like higher end matches. Yeah. There's I mean, more, when it's like the Undertaker. Or, yeah. 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 But it, I think it's, it's still there to some degree. And you know what? Good honor for showing emotion, though. Because, you know, yeah. so often we talk about not enough emotion. So it's better to do it. But I do agree, too, though, that, you know, it's. I'd almost kind of, I'm trying to think in my head as you were saying it, like almost like a reverse of, uh, you know, Sheeta kind of helping her a bit, you know, kind of like pull yeah. away the, the kendo stick or whatever, have her get the, have her get a two count and then have her use her finish. That's what I was setting up for. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, that to me would make more sense and it, it would, it'd be better for Bunny and it's mm -hmm. better for, for, for like everybody wins. Well, the Conte is supposed oh, to be Jerry. the number one. She's supposed to be the number one contender, right? Yeah. So, but now we've just said that she can't really win the match unless the champ helps her. Yeah. That her finishing move 
didn't take out this girl, so how is it going to take out Sheeta? But to my understanding, uh, Ty Conti has two finishers now because I always no- known it as the DD Ty, the DDT. Yes. She would do the Hammerlock DDT. That was her finisher. She has so that's what she finished with tonight. Yeah, she has the DD Ty and well, the Ty not Ty KO. Yeah, it just seems that the Ty KO is the one they've been pushing for the last catch. Maybe, oh, okay. maybe then, maybe that, maybe Rick, maybe that's part of the story then. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe she's thinking just... ahead. Maybe they're thinking that that's the better move to use. But yeah, it, I, I just felt if you're going to have a strong finishing move, and you your opponent kicks out, and then you kind of get an assist from the the champ. No, yeah, of course. Doesn't make you look like the best number one contender in the world. But you know, I just saw the broken skull sessions with uh, Stone Cold and uh, mm-hmm. Randy Orton. And one thing they showed about it was being able to hit a finisher out of like on yeah. everyone. Like the RKO yes. was something you can hit on everyone. So yeah. maybe that the DD tie, the Hammerlock DDT, is something she can just hit on anyone. So maybe that's what they're going for and try to get rid of the TKO thing. I hope there is some logic to this. I really, yeah. do. I really hope they're not just shortchanging her. You know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, speaking about shortchanging, and this is okay. Zing. Taz. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Taz for a second. Taz has become the most ineffectual, idiotic. I don't know what the fuck he is anymore, but he has no credibility left in him. He has this team of guys who can't get along. And instead of trying to kick them into shape, like we've seen managers of the past who would get mad, try and cajole, push. Instead, now he's reduced to sucking up to Brian Cage. Uh, Stark starts to say, get a thing, and right away he's like, hey, no, no, let's not instigate this kind of stuff. All of a sudden, he's become the weekend dad, right? (laughs) Yeah, you know, and it's just like, Taz, you just look, they're just making Taz so ineffective and a joke as any kind of leader that I know you guys, I know some people have some beefs with Taz and stuff like that, Rick Serrano, but, um, (laughs) but come on, man, even as a character, this is some short change bullshit that they're giving him right now. And it's just not a good look. Just put this group up. Yeah. And and give Starks more time. And thank God we didn't hear uh, who better this week. Because <laughs> I love that shit. I love it. I love it. <laughs> who better? Who better? <laughs> and then, okay. Wow. I would be like a liar if I didn't say we guessed pretty much what this main event was going to turn into. Yeah. Uh, the shitty acting, the continuous poor overdramatic storylines from the young books. Uh, from the, oh, the young books have been so horrendously bad through all of this. Don Callis ramming his crap down the thing. Uh, so in the end, I guess this big setup. This hist- why was it historic? By the way, they kept saying it was a historic was a, trios it was, match. It was the first time the young bucks and Mox had teamed together. I wow. wish you fans could see what I was doing. Wow, that's so no, historic. No, they don't need to see it. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, this match, uh, wow, the things I could think about, it, it was a typical Young Bucks part of match mixed with a typical Moxley match. Um, things that came across, a lot of misses. A lot of, of super kicks that looked terrible. Um, a lot of weird drama at the end. And I guess the storyline, I don't know. Are they going to play this finally as, okay, this was what we were setting up? Or are we going to get five more weeks of the Young Bucks going, what did we do? Should we have done this? But in the end, they turn on Moxley and everyone beats Moxley down. Um, Guys, anyone want to get into this? Because you know what? I just, it just came across as just like back when WCW was becoming irrelevant, when every week it was just, it's like whoever watches Robot Chicken. 
when they have the, the yeah. M. Night character come out and go, what a swerve! You know, like, after a while, a swerve means shit if somebody, if it's every freaking week, it's not a swerve, it's, it's, it's there. And that's what this felt like. It just felt like just flat. I'm sorry. Anyone want to throw in on anything about this match? I'm, I'm just going to go quick. It, uh, you know, when you kind of ask the question, is this the turn or are we going to see five more weeks? Uh, I feel like Groundhog Day because even at the very end there, it's not like they actually joined, right? Like they, they did the little hug thing instead of doing the too sweet thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of like, huh? What? Like, you know, it's the flip the coin. What are the young uh, I, don't, I don't care. And you know what's sad about mm-hmm. it? They sold t-shirts doing the too sweet thing. When they did it that one time, yeah. they sold T-shirts with that. So it's just like, what? Now you're gonna sell T-shirts with them hugging? <laughs> it's like, guys, Hug it out. get it together. What are you going to fucking do? Make this all right. This is another faction. Let it be another faction, but don't let it. Don't drag this yeah. out. And uh, t- TJ, you wanted to say about Eddie Kingston coming yes. out, looking like Drake coming out again. I thought it was JD Drake. I really did. I had to stop and look at like, oh, it is Eddie Kingston because he looked like he even had the same kind of clothes on. Yeah, <laughs> I even wrote in the group chat. When he yes, he did. <laughs> and I didn't get it till I saw that part. I'm like, holy crap! I, and then I thought when you said that because I hadn't been paying attention, I was starting to really lose interest in this. Yeah. And then when that was happening, I actually hadn't been paying attention for a sec. So I'm like. Is that Jay? Why is JD Drake helping him? And then they're like, Eddie King. Oh my God, that's what he's referring to. Eddie Kingston does look like Eddie. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go on, Rick. I, I jumped in. Yeah, no, nah, this was just this one of those things where, like, you should have done this weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I have, you've, I've lost all interest now. Like, what is Moxie going to form a faction now? No. And who who's left for Moxie to have join him? Eddie Kingston's dead. This is like <laughs> nobody else. Yeah. Uh, can I say this is the more I watch them, the more I don't like the good brothers. They're they're not yeah. that great of a team. They're just two big guys who I don't know. They're just something. I've never about really them. been I a big to, fan. I like them a bit in New Japan, but I'm just finding the more I see them now, the more I'm like, they're just generic. They have a big guy and a not so big, like not as big guy, you know. And uh, the one thing I did enjoy though. For once, to see somebody like John Moxley slapping around, uh, who was the big guy's name? Festus? It makes you realize how big Moxley is because he's slapping him around and he's manhandling. Like, and you yeah. never see anybody manhandle that dude. So good on him. But uh, yeah, I'm just losing interest in this whole thing. And, and, and once again, I thought the whole point was to make Omega the the linchpin of your group and instead he just seems like another another guy another guy in there and boy that's a disservice to a guy who's a damn good wrestler yeah you're so. champion not only yeah, just yeah. like damn good wrestler you're a fucking champion yeah well we see what they do with their champions and i someone po- uh, I, th- I saw someone tweet or post or something it's like you know we talk about uh you know the brock lesnar rare uh, defenses and it's like he's only defended the title twice in like the last 123 yeah. days or something. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And, and yet he's uh, yet he's been on TV a gazillion times. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> and everybody's saying that the uh, oh no it was three because he fought Seidel. No, the match with Seidel was to go for yeah. a title shot. If yeah, Seidel won, a title shot. So yeah, it wasn't yeah. a title shot. So twice. Yeah. Come on, okay. guys, get it together. Well, guys, I'm gonna say, um, 
this was a this was it started off with some I thought excitement. Sure, it wasn't technically great the show, but I'm gonna say in the end here, I was let down. This was a below average show for me. I did not enjoy it as much as we've had at all the matches in the last while. It was back to the days of when I'm falling asleep, when I'm legitimately nodding off in a match, and I'm not saying that as I'm being a jerk. I legitimately fell asleep for 10 minutes, had to wake up and rewind. Um, I'm going to give this my, I'm going to start the ratings this week. I'm giving this a C minus. I mean, it wasn't a total fail, but it was pretty low down there. Okay. So for me, it's a C minus. Uh, Elio? Yeah, I, I was already thinking about the grade. Um, I'm giving this one C minus as well. All right. Rick Serrano? Um, you know, I'm going to give it a solid C. Mm-hmm. I just, it just wasn't there for me. And I'm just upset because, you know, NXT has their big show. This to, You know, they have mm-hmm. a big show going head-to-head with you. You would think that they, would, they wouldn't raise the white flag. But it looks like they wa- ra- waved the white flag today and gave up. Mm-hmm. It was just like, guys... Like we've been saying all show, they were just throwing shit at the wall and trying mm-hmm. to get something to stick, and unfortunately, nothing stuck. So, uh, solid C for me. All right, Andy. And I'm going to go with C as well. Uh, there was a few highlights, uh, a few lowlights, and then everything else was just kind of there. Okay. So, I mean, I think we've gone up until this week. I think we had like two or three shows that like consistently good shows two. I think this kind of, two? two okay yeah so I, I think this kind of broke the streaks third time was not the charm this week and i'm going to reach into my mental future foretelling and i'm going to guess that this week on wpov wrestling when they do the wednesday night delight that there's no way in fucking hell that aew is going no to win way. this week no way <laughs> i'm telling you right now there's no way, and it's going to be tied 13 to 13, which isn't bad. Yeah. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. is the halfway point to the year. So, being tied 13 to 13, you know, that's not bad. Yeah. You know, you're literally halfway through the year, and AEW finally took the lead for the first time in two years mm-hmm. of doing this show. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, that's pretty good for them. But this was a damn bad show. And I, for them. I'm willing to like, Suspend my disbelief. Come on, I'm a wrestling fan. I've been learning to do that since I was six, right? But there's only so far I can suspend, and there's only so much terrible logic that can happen that there just comes a point. Like, I literally, in the middle of the the show, started typing, I was so pissed off, I couldn't think of the words to to say how frustrated I was with myself, with this show at that moment. So, not cool, not cool. So, hopefully, this is, like I said, and you're right, Rick. Why wouldn't you take this opportunity? You're going head to head. You know, um, maybe this is a chance you do something cool to break out something. You know, yep. uh, but you're right. They took it off because they know next week, starting next week, they ain't going head to head with anyone. Yeah. Will that improve? And here's my question, folks. This will be one of the hot topics, I think, for next week. Do you think that with AEW on other nights than um, NXT, should they draw picture in picture totally? Do we need that at all? Mm. And because you know what? Some people have I've actually had fans write in and say they, they like it because at least when there's a commercial going on, they still get the matches. I don't we'll like see. it. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I it I check out. So anyways, anyways so anyone they put it in at the wrong time. Oh yeah, the pacing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let's watch the all of the best friends show, but uh yeah. you know. When somebody good comes on, oh, it's cut out in the middle of the show. Yeah. Uh, was, any last thing? Sorry. Yeah, real, real quick. I just, you know, we're kind of talking about tonight and 
Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but I know I read somewhere recently that TNT uh, was not impressed with the way they handled who's de- uh, Sting's debut. Yes. Things they do. Yeah. yeah, I read that. that, that you know, that they, because it made sense. Back in the Monday Night Wars, you'd want people to tune in and find out the surprise and stuff. Whereas here, it's kind of like, no, no, like, tell them ahead of time so they'll tune in. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, kind of thinking about the head-to-head tonight with NXT, you, you know, it, it makes me wonder, like, did they kind of kind of wave the, the, the white flag? Because even with Mike Tyson, that was almost like a last minute thing. It seemed like only like in the last day or two, it was going to be like, oh, Mike Tyson's going to be here. Like to me, that should have been, you know, last week. Like, hey, Mike Tyson's going to be here. Yep. What role is he going to play? Is, mm-hmm. you know, is he coming after Jericho? Is he coming like, and it was just, again, like, you know, I, I, I want to say like, WWE does it better. Yes. Whether you they like do. it or not, when it comes to stuff with celebrities, and the other thing I'm, I'm kind of actually just as we're kind of summing stuff up, thinking about Britt Baker's promo. You know whether she's, you know, I doubt she's shooting on the company, but you know AEW trying to say, well, we're different than WWE. It seems more and more they're just becoming the same, and yeah, WWE light. Yeah, and not <laughs> doing as good a job. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're not good at redoing or trying to like what they're trying to one up wwe they're not doing it better and and for trying to be different uh again i think it just goes to you know throwing too much stuff against the wall and mm-hmm. it's just a it's a mess well it's it's funny you brought up that thing about uh about sting right because yeah. if you also read there's uh, some stuff further on about that where tnt also told aew because they want, because they've signed Sting to such a big contract and he's going to be around, that they've asked now, or not asked, but they've directed, and this is what, what screwed Christian Cage over, is any more new debuts aren't to be given a giant thing like that. That's why Paul White was slid in the way he was. Right. That's why Christian was slid in the way he was. They want to continue the myth that Sting is the most important signing. So they've been directed that the new debuts aren't to be given a giant platform, right. but more like the Christian Cage platform. And that didn't do Christian Cage any service. And, so, and that won't do anybody anybody else any favors going, because no. yeah, now it's all of a sudden, well, no matter who you get, it's not going to be as good as Sting. And if yep. this is what we see from Sting, well, then, you know, it's like, you know, if you say, if you your opponent's a piece of crap and you say he's a piece of crap and you beat him, well, you beat a piece mm-hmm. of crap. Yeah. You know, and, and, you get their idea, though, right? Funny you should mention that, Andy. <laughs> Jeez, you had to, Andy. Because you called me a piece of crap. What? So if you beat me, you're a piece of crap. No, no. I'm not if sure I, if that's the tactic you should just go. I beat a piece of crap. It's you beat a piece of crap, not that you are a piece of crap. You beat a piece of crap, so then you are a piece of crap. Okay, <laughs> folks, we want to thank you for tuning in this week. We had a, an interesting debut. <laughs> Anyhow, thanks, fans. You know what? Uh, Ada, you know what? We're, we're a little dour and down today, but we don't give up. You know, we had two good weeks. Maybe next week they bounce back. Maybe with the start of a new era, we get a reset on AW, and maybe we finally see some, uh, you know, better things. We can always hope, right? I mean, the guy's the booker of the year. I mean, that's got to say something, right? Greatest wrestling mind ever! That's right. Wait, I thought Tully Blanchard was, didn't MJ? My jerk-off friend. <laughs> My jerk-off friend. We didn't even mention that. <laughs> um, anyhow, guys, Rick, 
Always a pleasure to see you here, brother. Pleasure, you guys. Andy, Elio, great job, boys. Uh, and you know what? Andy, why don't you say goodbye to the good people this week? All right. Well, in the meantime and in between time, that's it. Another edition of WPOV Global. Bye-bye now. Thank you.